Good morning. You're listening to The Daily Cast, a podcast to start the day on Kilcullen Diary. I'm Brian Byrne, and it's the 22nd of April, 2021. Starting with the weather, which is looking worth putting out the garden furniture for. It will be a dry and mostly sunny day. It may become hazy in the afternoon. Temperatures look like getting up to 14 or 15 degrees, and it will be warmer in sheltered spaces. There'll be a steep dip after dark. Light breezes from the east. Our person of interest today is Northern Ireland activist and politician Bernadette Devlin, who on this day in 1969 made her maiden speech in the British House of Commons as the then youngest woman ever to be elected to Westminster. Born in Cookstown, County Tyrone in 1947, her father John had strong Irish Republican views which the young child absorbed before he died when she was nine. Ten years later, when her mother passed away, Bernadette had to help raise her three younger siblings while also attending Queen's University in Belfast. While at the university, she was excluded after becoming involved in a student civil rights group. In 1969, she won her Westminster seat in a by-election caused by the death of Ulster Unionist MP George Forrest. Her election slogan was I will take my seat and fight for your rights, and that was a signal that she would not be following the Irish Republican tactic of abstentionism. In August of that same year, she took part in the demonstration that became known as the Battle of the Bogside in Derry, and that later resulted in a conviction for incitement to riot, for which she was jailed for six months. In the 1970 general election, she was returned again to Westminster and served as an MP until February 1974. She lost her seat in that general election, which was taken by the Unionist candidate John Dunlop. She had been a witness to the Bloody Sunday Massacre in Derry in 1972, and subsequently she slapped the Conservative Government Home Secretary in the face in Parliament when he stated that the Parachute Regiment had fired in self-defence during Bloody Sunday. Devlin later helped to form the Irish Republican Socialist Party, but left when a proposal that its military wing, the INLA, be subordinate to the political party failed. In the 1979 elections to the European Parliament, she stood as an independent socialist candidate in support of the blanket protesters at Longkesh Prison. She and her husband, Michael McAliskey, were shot at their home in January 1981 by members of the Ulster Freedom Fighters. There were subsequent claims of collusion with the British authorities. The attackers were later arrested, convicted and jailed. In 1982, Bernadette McAliskey failed in two attempts to be elected to Doyle Aaron for a Dublin constituency. Overall, her political style was socialist, anti-clerical and anti-establishment. She was charismatic, but in the view of many, ultimately a divisive political figure. She helped to found the South Tyrone Empowerment Programme in 1997. The organisation provides a range of services and advocacy in areas including community development and training and her particular interest there today is support and advice for migrants. And now to our feature of the day. Ever since the 1990s, the last race at the annual Punchestown Racing Festival has been a special one to raise funds for the Punchestown Kidney Research Fund. 
It allowed anyone with an interest in riding in a race and who could complete a training regime and raise a certain level of sponsorship to take part in a real race. It has been very successful and over one and a half million euros has been raised in total down the years. This has been used for a range of supports in kidney disease research and treatment. But this year, for the second in succession due to the pandemic, the race can't take place. But as PKRF founder James Nolan told me, the Punchestown Festival has come up with another idea. Punchestown Racecourse came up with the idea of gifting the first race of the 2021 Punchestown Festival to the Punchestown Kidney Research Fund. So what that means, the first race is the novice hurdle, it's on Tuesday, and it will carry the race title. Have the conversation, say yes to organ donation. Punchtown Novice Hurdle. So that will be the name of the race. The benefits for us is on course, we will have various advertisements uh, for our sake in the parade ring. There'll be huge, big, have the conversation, say yes to organ donation, sign, and with it, there's a text number where people can apply for a free organ donor card. And this is something we're really trying to push this year on Punchtown by giving us the race has offered us a medium to promote organ donor awareness and to take that a step further, if people see the text number, it's 50050, you text the word donor, D-O-N-O-R, it's free text, that automatically gives you the option of receiving an organ donor card in the post or you can get an electronic organ donor card on your phone. It's available for both iPhone and Android, and you download it. And the beauty of this, Brian, is for all the people in Kilcullen or all the people that are listening to you, if you download it on your phone, it has a wonderful facility where it gives you the opportunity to let, for argument's sake, your next of kin, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, whoever you want, it will inform them that James Nolan is carrying an organ donor card. And that is a massive thing for us to be able to promote. Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to encourage people is to have the conversation at home. It's certainly not something that everyone would want to do, but we would hope that most people would consider it. And if they have that conversation at home, it's much easier if your next of kin and your family know what your wishes are. God forbid, if anything happens to you at the time of an accident, for them to make a decision that respects your wishes. For the Punchestown Kidney Research Fund, this initiative will carry out one of the annual aims of the organisation, to increase awareness of organ donation. But the second aim, for the second year in a row, is not happening, the matter of fundraising. No, it isn't a fundraiser, but we were very lucky because last year um, we were to be involved in a brand new self-care hemodialysis unit up in Tala Hospital and that's what we were trying to raise monies for but the HSE stepped in last October, they paid for that in, in full so we have no immediate uh, financial commitments to meet for the coming year. Now we are at the moment looking, I've been in touch with five different dialysis units to look at projects going forward and also we're looking at the possibility of a satellite dialysis unit in the county of Kildare, and that's what we're exploring at the moment. 
but it's very much in its infancy. Uh, if I was to have a dream or a little wish come true, yeah, that maybe there would be a dialysis unit uh, on, on a relatively small number in somewhere in the county of Kildare, which would facilitate Kildare patients. That sounds like a very promising project for the future. In the meantime, though, there are some 89 people in County Kildare on kidney dialysis. Most of them travel to Dublin every three or four days, others to Tullamore. And there's an option which can suit some, home therapy, where patients carry out their own dialysis at home. PKRF funds have helped provide a training centre for people for this, a process that can literally give kidney patients back control of their own lives. The benefits of it, Brian, particularly in COVID time, have really come to the fore because obviously this is a high risk for a patient travelling and having to go in and do the dialysis. So you're eliminating that risk. You have the luxury of deciding what time of the day, morning, noon or night, that you're going to do your dialysis. You have the luxury of deciding if you want to do a five hour, a six hour or a seven hour stint on a particular day, you can set your own pattern. You can decide how the machine operates. That determines what it's taking off your body. But if you do it at a slower pace, it's much easier on your body. Getting back to the Punchestown race, apart from the fundraising aspect, there remains a disappointed cohort of people who were on the list of riders for last year. Still disappointed this year. It is the case of the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. You know, someone like myself who had a, you know, a full-time job as a butcher, and you have to apply at the apprentice school in Kildare to get your license. The license you only get that provided you're fit enough and competent enough to ride in a race without doing damage to yourself or damage to anyone else riding in the race. So that's a huge part of it. It's a huge challenge maybe losing a little bit of weight uh, and at the same time raising money. But for the people that get the opportunity to do this, by it is a once in a lifetime. It is like playing in a in an All-Ireland football final or an All-Ireland hurling final. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience to do. Riding in front of 30,000 people at Ireland's premier national racing festival at Punchestown it's uh, certainly one that a lot of people have on their bucket list. A lot of the people, Brian, in 2020 that applied, went to race, got their license, and then the race was cancelled, they're still on the list for 2022. So I'd be very optimistic that this time next year we'll be in a different position and, please God, all those people will get that opportunity to experience being a jockey for the day at the Punchestown National Festival. And I just have to emphasise how brilliant Punchestown have been. This was their initiative. They approached me, as they have been since 1998. They have been incredibly supportive, and they really want to do as much as they possibly can to help the Punchestown Kidney Research Fund promote organ donor awareness. James Nolan from Kilcullen, founder of the PKRF, and as pretty well everyone listening will know, alive today because of the living donation of a kidney from his sister Catherine decades ago. Now for our daily selection from the local newspapers. In the Kildare Nationalist there are two pieces which may give pause for thought and 
pause is a good thing at times. One is the regular Time to Think column from Father Paddy Byrne, who takes his theme this week from the recent Tommy Tiernan interview with Father Peter McVerry. And the headline is Father McVerry's own theme, Live Simply, Share Generously. The other piece is also by a regular columnist, well-being counsellor Brian Kavanagh, telling of an interesting exercise in learning to be happy today, rather than hoping to be happy tomorrow. In the Leinster Leader, the garden column from Joe at Cara Nurseries offers the advice on what to do this month, which will keep a lot of gardeners happy, while Louise Higgins on Home Interiors is discussing lights with some brave-looking examples. On the Nationals today, a child rescue alert for a missing 14-year-old girl in County Loud is RTE's lead. The examiner runs with the same as its main story, headlining the girl believed to be at immediate risk, and the Independent also leads with concerns for her health or welfare. The Irish Times, meantime, has the Johnson & Johnson Covid vaccine ready for use next week in Ireland. Finally, today is Earth Day. So take a little time to have a think about our small blue planet and how we all might individually do a little something to help keep it and our kind alive. You've been listening to The Daily Cast. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Cucullin Diary. Have a lovely day and thank you for being here.